discussed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for the information and, just as importantly, inspiration you need to start or grow your real estate investing business. And our topic today is the note business, which is the real estate business, sort of. It's like the flip side of the coin of the real estate business. Uh, and we got a great guest for you today. But before we get to that guest, a couple of quick announcements for folks here in the greater Cincinnati area. The Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati meets tomorrow for its second meeting of the uh, 2017 uh, meeting schedule. Uh, it's uh, it's one of our local heroes, Kristen Callendine, who was my guest here on Real Life Real Estate last week, is going to be discussing her lengthy experience as a short sale investor and the pros and cons of uh, getting into that business today. So if you are looking for another way to sort of put, put, put something in your tool bag about um, how to how to more easily find uh, good deals. Uh, you definitely want to attend that. The early meeting at six o'clock is uh, either uh, for new investors about how to pick and implement the right exit strategy, or if you're an active investor, there's a hour long class about ten thirty one exchanges, which are making a big comeback as the market accelerates and folks are wanting to sell there. Properties for a profit. Five thirty. There's a free light dinner. Six o'clock. The early meetings. Uh, Seven o'clock. Uh, buy sell trade and um, a market update. Local market update. And then seven thirty. The main meeting with Kristen Caladine. More information about that and a free pass for first time guests at CincinnatiRia.com. That's Cincinnati R E I A dot com. My guest today has created, brokered, bought, or sold more than 10,000 real estate notes on residential and commercial property. No, I did not stutter. You did not hear me wrong. And that zero is not in the wrong place. 10,000 deals this guy has done over the past 25 years. He invested in his very first property at the age of 19, and he now uh, continues in the note business as well as uh, is one of the primary instructors for Note School, one of the largest note education companies in the country. His name is Joe Varnador, and he is joining us from who knows where. 
Because every time I every time I talk to Joey, he's like, oh, nope, I'm in Atlanta today doing an all day. Oh, nope, I had to go to Memphis the next day. Oh, nope. So where are you in the world, Joe? Well, you know, Vina, and by the way, that introduction was great, and it uh, sounded very impressive the way you said that. I mean, man, I'm just, I'm just, I can't believe myself. You're ready to hire right yourself, aren't mind, you? Right? Yeah, I know. I am. God, like, let know? me give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I am actually at home, and uh, I, which is in Okeechobee, Florida. Um, and it's about, I don't know, I heard the weather report before the show started. So, you know, just to make everybody a little bit jealous, uh, it's about 85 degrees. I have on t-shirts and a short, a t-shirt and shorts. So, I'm sure it's you miserable. know, it, that's, that's what it is down here in Florida for you guys. Yeah, that's, yeah, thanks. We, we all, we appreciate that. Um, so, so Joe, um, yeah. you are going to be in Ohio at the beginning of next month. You are going to be at the Central Ohio Real Estate Entrepreneurs on the first Tuesday, which is the seventh of the month. You're going to be at Cincinnati RIA on the first Thursday, which is the uh, uh, second of the month, and um, you know, giving giving a presentation to members of those two real estate associations. And we sort of wanted to give everybody else who's not going to be able to be there because they're not in Ohio, uh, kind of a kind of an update on the note business and how it's working in 2017 and and all of those sorts of things that we just you know have to have to keep up on because it is an important part of the real estate business. You you actually. Um, made the argument in some of the materials that you sent over to promote your appearances here that all real estate investors are kind of already in the note business, whether, mm -hmm. whether they like it or not and whether they know it or not. So, so well, can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I like the way uh, when you were describing the business just a, a few minutes ago, you said the note business, which is actually the real estate business. And it is because the the paper side of it is the financing side, the money side of it, and the other side of the real estate business is the bricks and mortar, which is the property side. So you can do either or, or you can do both. So um, when I said that, yeah, you are in the whether you like it or not, or whether you know it or not, you are in the note business, and, and you know the meaning of that is is simply this: um, any time that you are borrowing money, uh, either from a bank or a uh, another investor or a private investor, any of that. The, the most important document that you sign for your lender, whomever it may be, is going to be the promissory note, and that is your promise to pay that investor back the money that you borrowed, and it's going to have things in it like the like the term, how long, how many payments do I have to make, and what's the interest rate, and are there any special terms inside of it? Does the loan balloon? So there's a lot of things that you know it contains all of the the repayment. Uh, history or how you're going to pay that back, and then that is what your lender has as their, as their collateral, their IOU. So when you're borrowing money, the most important document at closing that you will sign will be that promissory note, because if you stop paying, that's what the, uh, that's what the lender is going to um, go after, is, the, is they're going to go after the promissory note, which in turn will give them the deed to the property back. So um, it's it's all encompassing, and anytime you borrow money, yep, you're in the note business. If you pay cash, you're you're not. But if you if you're financing it, which most people do, yes, you are in the note business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and what what you kind of um, encourage people to do 
is at least partly flip it around so that you're on the receiving end of the note instead of on the paying <laughs> yeah. end of the note. And, and, and this is not, I mean, these are not mutually exclusive activities, right? I have, no, they're not. you know, 30 or 40 rental properties, and I love them because they appreciate and they, they, you know, pay me every month, and I'm slowly paying off all the notes <laughs> every, right. every month. I'm, yeah, right, I right. am sending yep. money to somebody to pay off those notes, but at the same time, I, pr- I have probably an equal amount of notes that I have either created by selling a property to someone and carrying back a note or bought where I'm getting the payment instead of and I and I don't have to worry about the tenants or the toilets or the vacancies or the maintenance or the repairs that's right so it's not it's not like these it's not like you do one or the other I know an awful lot of people do both well and yes as a as a well-rounded real estate investor so to say yeah you would be on both sides of that and i have to say this i i think it's kind of cute you know uh albert einstein said you know uh uh compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world if you if you understand it you collect it if you if you pay it uh, or if you pay it then you obviously you you don't really understand it so um yeah so what you're doing is is um you're you're buying properties, and if you uh, if your if your if your seller is willing to sell you the property and finance that property for you, then um, that seller you're you're doing seller financing, and you're still creating a a mortgage and a note um, that has all the terms on that. So the person you're buying it from is they're becoming the bank. And what we've what what I've learned over the over the past, and like you said before, I, I bought my first property when I was 19, and you know I, I stayed in that part of the business until, gosh, I was about 32, and then I discovered the note business, and I really, you know, at that point I discovered that it was it was a lot easier to be the bank than it was to be the uh, the landlord, and uh, the reason that is is the things that you just said when you when you sell a property and you finance it for your borrower. Um, you don't have all the things to worry about. You don't worry about uh, uh, if the water heater ruptures in the middle of the night. Well, you know, they don't call Bank of America. They call the plumber, and they're not going to call you as their lender. They're going to call you know, whomever it is they need to come out and do that, and you don't have to worry about the taxes being paid and the insurance being paid because, obviously, you're escrowing that in the monthly payment for your borrower. So seller financing is 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 a very important part of the real estate business and what we found is that especially today because it is very difficult to get you know regular lender financing from a commercial bank on properties that have a have a value of a hundred thousand dollars or less it, it's really kind of it's really been a challenge to do that so seller financing is is huge again you know it kind of went away for a while Vina, when uh, when if you could fog a mirror and you had a pulse you could get a loan right mm-hmm. <laughs> but so so now that things have kind of changed and it went the other other way so you know we we love the seller finance business and and uh when i when i got into the the note business in 1990 that's that's what it was and um there wasn't really any non-performing notes, which, of course, that'll be another topic we'll talk about in just a little bit. But, gosh, the the uh, default rate on single-family first mortgages from 1980 until 2006 was less than one percent. So it was uh, it's a huge, which a huge part of the business, and then it kind of dropped off a little. And over the last four or five years, it has really kicked back in. And and guys, uh, not only being the bank and doing a uh, 
you know, selling a seller financing a property is a great way for you to to uh, really earn great returns. But then, um, you know, we can also show them, Vina, you know, how to uh, buy a previously existing performing loan in their IRA or something like that. So, you know, that's we'll, we'll talk about that when you're ready to talk about that. But just <laughs> wanted to throw that one out there. Yes, very good. Uh, we actually need to take a quick break, and I want I want to invite listeners uh, who have any questions about the note business, I, even 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 if you think your question's stupid. This is your big chance to get it answered, and we can't see you. So, like, you could call under a fake name and ask the world's dumbest question, and no one would even know it was you. Eight seven 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 two nine six five eight is the number to call. If you'd like to call in your question, you can also send it via email. And uh, the way you do that is you go to our website, realliferealestate.com, uh, fill out the question and answer form, and we'll receive it here via email. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Joe Varnador, who is an extraordinarily experienced note investor. It's interesting that in that business, because a lot of a lot of deals are done in packages, they're not done one at a time the way we might buy and fix a distressed house and then sell it and then go do it again. Many times they're bought in the tens or twenties or hundreds. You do run across note investors who've done 10,000 deals in, in 25 years. And that is a real number. You don't run across too many real estate <laughs> investors who's done 10,000 houses, no matter how long they have been in the business, uh, who are, you know, telling the truth about it. So, um, Joe, let's let's talk about uh, just for a minute what's up in the market right now because yeah, we we do do note shows here on Real Life Real Estate. I, you know, we we did sure. one in 2016, one in 2015. It's sort of a you know we try and keep our listeners in touch with the idea that this is another thing that you really ought to at least know a little bit about because you're going to see a if you know a little bit about it, some note deal is going to pop up in your face, and if you know nothing about it, you will never see a deal. That's just how it works. Um, so. The market is greatly Im- improved. The real estate market is greatly improved. Right. Uh, prices are up in a lot of the country. Inventory's low. Um, everybody's heard all this stuff before, right? The economy is is uh, s- uh, kind of stagnantly improving. You know, people don't yeah. feel a whole lot more um, well off. Than the, yeah. than they did yeah. they did five years ago, but like statistically they are, they are better off, right? It doesn't it doesn't feel like things are really moving, but 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 people are, in fact, able to pay their house payments. So you know, I think a lot of people are are sort of wondering, what is the inventory for notes like out there? Because a lot of people, what they really what they really like is what's called non performing notes, where people can't make the mortgage payments. Are those are those still a thing? Yeah, so let's let's talk about that for a second and explain really what this whole non-performing uh, space is about in in the note business. And of course we all know that, you know, the real estate prices went up like crazy and banks were making loans that they shouldn't have made and and all of those things and then the real estate market crashed in late 07 and the stock market crashed in late 08 and and at the end of the day, there were millions of non-performing notes, people that um, couldn't afford to pay their, their, their monthly payments. And so 
there were, well, it was about 12 million in probably 2010, 2011, and that's a huge number, and especially when you're looking at those are first, there's a lot more seconds. So um, the, the banks were, in the in the government-sponsored entities like Fannie and Freddie and HUD and all those guys, they were they were overwhelmed with, with non-performing loans. And so what they decided to do that was in their best interest was to, instead of foreclosing on all of the properties that had, were worth less than, say, $100,000, $125,000 in current value, that they would simply um, package the non-performing loans together and sell them off to, to big hedge funds. And, gosh, the biggest sale that was done, uh, the first sale, and it was actually the biggest sale that was done, it was done by HUD back in June of two, 2014. And, Dina, they sold 23,203 non-performing loans in one day Yowza. to eight different hedge funds. Huge number. And then Fannie and Freddie started selling, and they're continually selling on, a, on, a, on an ongoing basis. And then you have Bank of America and Wells Fargo and PNC and all of these banks that had all of this abundance of, of non-performing loans. Um, they just decided that it wasn't, wasn't, in good, wasn't good for them to foreclose on them because obviously if they foreclosed on seven or eight million non-performing loans, it crashed the real estate market again. So... What they what they you know decided to do was again bundle them up, sell them in bulk to uh, to investors and or to hedge funds, and then the hedge funds would take and after they bought them they would do some you know some things to them, and then they would sell them off to individual investors. So what we found is we found a you know a, a marketing phenomenon with with what we do, and um, and that is buying the non-performing notes directly from the lender or not directly from the lender, but directly from a hedge fund. And, you know, we're buying those at 20 to 50% of current as-is value. So for you guys that were doing REOs back there in, in 10, 11, guys, that's what you should have been doing. That was the value buy. But today the value buy is in the non-performing notes. And the great thing about that is really you become the lender when you buy this note. And, there's only three outcomes. It's either the people still live there and they want to continue to live there so you can modify the loan for them. Um, if they've moved on, then they may give you the deed back. It's called a deed in lieu where they just sign it over and just hand it back to you, and maybe you'll give them a little cash for doing that, kind of a cash for the keys thing. And then the last strategy is if number one or two doesn't work, then um, you'd have to foreclose. But it's it's a it's a phenomenon that we've that we've seen. It's it's been going on for the last four or five years, and we know that it's going to go on for several more years as all this pent up bulk inventory starts to move out there. And the great thing is for people who want to be who want to be um, uh, strictly be the bank. Well, about forty percent of the time, you're going to be able to to modify those loans and have a great cash flow. And then uh, uh, 60% of the time, you're going to end up with the property, either through deed in lieu or foreclosure. Regardless, you're going to have the asset, have that property at 20 to, to 50%, which means you're getting it at a 50 to 80% discount, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which a lot of a lot of folks <laughs> who are a lot of folks who are uh, you know actively out looking for deals right now 
are are now thinking, wait, 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 there's no such thing as a property you can get at a 50% discount. That you, right. don't, you, don't, you don't understand, right. Joe. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I, I'm in the market every day, and, and, and right. I'm telling you, I make I, my realtor's looking for a deal for me, and everybody's buying at 85 cents on the dollar. Well, you know, that's why... That's why. Well, I'm... you know, in my market here in South Florida, I was literally able to pick up and get a substantial discount on two REOs last year, real estate-owned properties, uh, from the banks, uh, and I truly got them at about 60% of value. But, I mean, I was a super insider. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for so long. I just, you know, you know people, right? And and But for, you know, the guy that's out there, the gal that's just getting started, it just you just aren't going to find those deals because they're going to get snapped up before anybody else knows about them. So, um, you know, acquiring the either the, the ha- getting the house or getting a reperforming loan, somebody – and let me tell you something, you know, when you, when you buy a non-performing loan and the people still live there, and, you know, just kind of for instance, I'll, I'll throw a couple of numbers out there. you got somebody that owes $140,000 on a house that's worth a hundred. And you buy the non-performing loan for twenty thousand dollars, twenty percent of current you know value, and you can you you contact those people and and they want to live there. You can certainly affect their lives in a big way. I mean, you can certainly forgive them the forty thousand dollars they're underwater because you got plenty of room. You could you know you could forgive them fifty thousand, and then get them paying again. And it it kind of gives people their you know their dignity back they don't you know they don't lose their property now they've got something they wanted to pay on it but the banks were kind of saying mm, you know you need to pay us all or we're not going to do anything with it so it, it just it, it it's hard to believe that you know that that all of this has happened but it has and it's kind of continuing to go on and then but helping that person stay there but then of course as you and I know there are people that own a piece of property and and the best thing you can do for them is is just let them out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And because they've moved out, they still own it, but they don't they don't live there, and they're not making the payment. If you can take that off their hands uh, through a deed in lieu or something like that, then that becomes a a great thing as well. So I hate the old saying, the win win thing, but it it really is a win win <laughs> for you as an investor, and then for the person that has unloaded something that has been kind of hanging them, weighting them down, so they couldn't move on with their lives. Yeah, and I, you know, I. I I'm not here to to amen my guests all the time. <laughs> I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to you know try, we're here to try and you know let let introduce folks to to topics that they're not aware of. But listeners, I just want you to know that's a real thing. That's not a that's not a yeah. um, that's not a oh this guy is selling something thing. Um, I mean I have I have observed firsthand uh, situations where people went several years without paying on a, a note or mortgage knowing that their house was going to get taken away from them by the bank like like certain of mm-hmm. that like it's like it's an anvil hanging sure. over their head like in a cartoon and then when a private individual like you buys that that note and comes to them and says listen I don't want your house I want to work out something where you can pay me 
and you can keep your house. They spend they seem, seem to spend about a week or two not believing it. Like like no, this can't. You know, <laughs> too good to be true. <laughs> you know, the, no, we've been we've we've practically been packing our stuff for two years, waiting for the bank to foreclose, and now you're telling me you're going to lower my payment and you're going to lower what I owe. And you're going to lower my interest rate. This must right. be a scam. <laughs> Why? Right, exactly. I get that. <laughs> but then, but then once they once they understand. Now they they don't know, of course, that you bought the property, they, that you bought the loan at a discount. They don't know that no, the, the right. thing they owe one hundred and fifty thousand on you only paid sixty four. Um, right. But so so when you come back to them and say, look, the more reasonable value here is a hundred. Let's just let's just say you owe a hundred instead of one hundred fifty. How about that? They're just, right. I mean, it, it it absolutely changes their lives. And and then many times, you know, as I I, I watch this, of course, through Matt, who's uh, actually student, sure. student of yours, Matt's Joe, absolutely in the business. <laughs> right, so I, I like I literally I literally see this happening on a day to day basis where people you know it, once he's done this with folks he's in kind of a long term relationship with them at that point because right. they they often are are needing to pay him for ten or fifteen years to get their their loan paid off and then things happen you know the uh, we had one where, where uh, a few months ago where it was a two income family and the husband unfortunately passed away payments stopped coming in and. You know, the lady, of course, was thinking she was going to lose her house again, but he worked it out with her again because sure. because you are not a bank. <laughs> Listeners, you are not a bank. You don't have to follow uh, you know federal guidelines about how this is going to happen. You can work things out like a human being and make a ton of money in the process. So non-performing yeah. notes, um, very interesting thing for folks to learn more about. And when we come back... We're going to talk about kind of the flip side of that, which is the more passive investment in performing notes. If you have questions about the note business, 877-772-9658 would be a great number for you to call right now. Uh, unless, of course, you're listening to the podcast, in which case, don't bother to listen because the show's already over. And you should have been listening on Wednesday at 5 p.m. when the show's running live. Uh, you can also send us an email. Just go to our website, realliferealestate.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Davina Jones-Cox. I keep, you know, I travel around the country and I speak at real estate associations and I keep getting accused of bringing the cold weather when I come, <laughs> which I find a little like, like I, I'm actually, I, I feel guilty about that when I go down to Florida like I did a few weeks ago and then it's 39 degrees in Florida. I think, though, that the good thing about Cincinnati is when I leave, I guess I drag in good weather behind me or something, because I'm going to be gone this weekend, and it's going to be 60 degrees in January in Cincinnati, but I won't be here. So Cincinnatians, you can thank me. Folks in Raleigh, where I'm going to be, you if, if it gets cold there, I swear to God I do not control the weather. I really, really don't. Um, so... <laughs> You're very powerful, Vina, but yeah, that's, that's a stretch. You're not Mother Nature, right? Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't know. I don't know how people manage to f- make me feel guilty by telling me that I brought the cold weather with me, but they always do. Um, uh, talking today to Joe Barnador about the note business and how it works in 2017, and you know, giving giving y'all listeners a a path to explore if you're looking for some alternative ways to do things. That honestly. A lot of folks don't understand. I mean, there are there are whole note buyer conventions that that bring in you know three four hundred people. They're national conventions. People you know look forward to them every year, just like there are real estate conventions. But a lot of those folks are strictly into notes and mortgages. In terms, listeners of your competitors of the people who are more 
wholesaler, retailer, landlord type folks, um, I would I would hazard a guess that maybe 10% of your competition is really conversant in this area. And when you think about, and I, I may be overestimating now that I've said that out loud. No, I would agree with that. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, it, it may be less than that. I would say probably more than somewhere around 5 to 7%. I, yeah, I yeah, agree. That sounds, that, sounds, that sounds more like it. Um, and that means that, that 93% of your competitors don't know this back door of getting to cheap properties through defaulted notes. And they also don't know the passive income strategy of buying what's called performing notes just to, you know, put your money someplace where it's getting a really nice high return. And I got to tell you, Joe, I said earlier, if you don't know about notes, you don't see note opportunities when they're right in front of you. And ever since I started learning about notes, which has been, I don't know, five or six years now, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden, sellers call me, and they're, they're calling because I, I reached out to them because I thought they had a distressed property, not because I thought they had a note. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about their house, and it's a three-bedroom, and it needs this, and it needs that. And then they happen to mention, oh, by the way, someone's living there. Because I sold it to them on land contract, but they're not paying, so so you can just get rid of them anytime. Now to right. the, <laughs> to, the yeah. to the typical investor, that is a that's a showstopper, right? You've already sold the house; you can't sell it to me. To me, knowing about notes, I'm like, oh, interesting, a defaulted land contract, and and I know how to pursue that when 93% of my competitors that this guy called called would just be like I can't you can't sell me this house you've already sold it. So right. it truly is eye opening just to know kind of what this stuff is and what it's about and just even even do the most basic study take a one day seminar on it just so you understand opportunities when they come to you. So uh performing notes everybody gets all excited about the defaulted notes because that way I can get the property. There's a there's a much more boring but actually um <laughs> more passive more more sort of like you know it's mailbox money right you know what your return is thing called investing in performing notes so let's talk about that let's do that so yeah you know the uh, i always like to say vina that that anything you can do with a house you can do with a note well you can buy a trouble note and you can fix the note and then you have a fixed note, and you can sell the note at a higher value. Well, just like you can buy a house and fix the house and resell it. And that's the active side of the business. The, the passive side of the business is you can. You can, you can buy, go in and you can buy a note just like you, you know, a note where somebody's sold their house and they've they seller-financed it, and they thought it was a great idea at the time, but you know something came up and they, they needed a lump sum of cash versus $800 a month. So typically, uh, when something like that happens, they don't really know where to go. So you know they're calling around trying to find somebody. And you know, honestly, so if they call you, then you go, "Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I work with performing notes." So those notes, as as we were talking about before, the non-performing notes are sold at a discount, and you know, fifty to eighty percent. And then performing notes are sold at a discount as well. 
And the great thing about a performing note is that's something you can you can pick up and and you can either own it just you know regularly without you know having it any kind of uh, in your retirement account, but you can also buy a performing note in your self-directed IRA. If you have a Roth self-directed IRA and the rates of return, you know, 10, 12, 14, 15%, depending on how you buy it. But it is truly, yeah, like you said, mailbox money. And and when you buy a performing note, um, the borrower just, you know, there's a letter sent out and said, hey, you, you don't you, you don't owe Vena, Vena anymore. You're going to mail your monthly payment to Joe. And, and so you mail your payment to me just as if you had a loan with the bank and the bank sold the loan. Bank of America sold it to Wells Fargo, and you'd get a goodbye letter that said, hey, you know, you don't owe a Bank of America anymore. You'll get a hello letter, and now you pay uh, Bank of America or whomever. So same thing in the in the seller finance space. And it, it really is, you know, when you get right down to it, I mean, that is mailbox money because you can even have somebody else, a professional servicing company, collect the payment for you um, because the payment's going to include the principal, the interest, the taxes, and insurance, and you can have a, have a servicing company collect the payment for you. Put the uh, put the taxes and interest part or taxes and insurance part of that into a into the escrow account, and they send you the 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 monthly payment, and it is absolutely passive, and um, it's a great way, especially if you have a self directed you know IRA, you know it's just one of those things that that you can buy in there, and you and you really it is it's just something you that's going to cash flow for you uh, until it pays off, and it's a it's a great investment, and and we're finding that that tremendous amount of people today are looking for that type of investment because it is secured by the real estate at the end of the day, uh-huh. and you know the borrowers have equity in the property, so if you had to take it back, well. You know, you could walk yourself out of it, and we—that's. I know it's not as exciting as, as the other part of that, but uh, but it, it's certainly the wealth building side of the business for and, sure. And I've discovered there's a, there's a lot of people out in the world who don't feel like they need any more excitement in their lives. You know, right. like the, like the stock market's very exciting right now. Oh, it as is far very as, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know they don't they you know they got they got their jobs they got their families they don't they they're not interested in going and reperforming notes or reperforming properties for that matter so right, th- th- right. Th- that that sort of person uh, tends to be attracted to this more passive thing but what we do not want you to do listeners if you haven't have just tuned in and you're like oh that sounds great where do I sign up no 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 see you you have to be able to evaluate yes the note you're buying. Because it it is possible even with a performing note where man it's got a payment history going back to the dawn of time and you know the borrower's got great credit and blah 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 to overpay for a performing note. I mean, it's <laughs> absolutely. The devil is always in the details, and and for sure you need to know just. Well, Vina, it's just like you wouldn't buy a property without evaluating the property, right? I mean, you wouldn't. You want to know the ARV, and you want to know what it's going to cost you to fix it, and the holding cost, and your profit, and you come up with a maximum. You know, you come up with a maximum offer. You do the same thing with a note. You do that due diligence. You want to find out what the property, what the underlying property, what's the house worth. Mm-hmm. So if the house is worth $80,000, but the borrower owes $100,000 on it, well, even though they've been making the payments, that may not be a great play, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you can buy the note for about 50 and then, you know, there's some equity in it. But, yeah, it, it's always in the due diligence, and, 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 you know, that's one of the things that we, 
we always talk about is is you got to know how to evaluate a note just as just as you evaluate the property. Yeah, and it's not it's not rocket science. I mean, just knowing no. to just no, knowing to not. even ask the question is the right. borrower paying, right? And right. is he paying regularly? <laughs> is is you know sort of key <laughs> to this to well, this whole the thing? Well, the other day I said he said uh, you know, I said he wanted to sell me the note, and I said, last question, is the borrower paying? And he says, well, Joe, he pays me half the payment every other month. <laughs> so semi-performing, uh, we call yeah, that. Well, yeah, something like that, for sure, right? But, okay. Uh, you, you don't know. If you didn't ask the question, I'm certain he certainly wouldn't have told me, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to answer some questions that listeners have sent in by going to our website at realliferealestate.com and clicking that little tab that says Ask a Question. We'll also take any calls that come in during this break at 877-772-9658. And uh, we will be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Davina jones Scott, and my guest today is Joe Varnador uh, from Note School, who is going to be here in Ohio in Columbus on February the 7th and in Cincinnati on February the 2nd uh, in honor of him traveling all the way to Florida and hopefully bringing the warm weather with him when he does so. Uh, those meetings are both guest nights, so anybody can register to attend, whether or not you're a member of Central Ohio RIA or of uh, Cincinnati RIA. You can get more information about those meetings at CincinnatiRIA.com or CentralOhioRIA.com. And uh, actually, Joe is going to have a special gift for folks who attend that meeting, and that is a uh, kind of a note seller questionnaire, like... You know how when somebody calls you about a property, you ask questions. You ask, how's the roof? How's the plumbing? How's the whatever? There's a set of questions you need to ask note sellers as well. And he's going to have a form for folks who attend that meeting only that will kind of give you that walkthrough that you need. So, again, centralohiorea.com or cincinnatirea.com if you want to attend here in the greater Cincinnati area. Okay, Joe, I've had a couple of questions come in. Uh, via email. Um, folks go to the website at realliferealestate.com. There's a question there that says, uh, or there's a tab there that says, ask a question, and then it appears in my inbox uh, magically. Very cool. Via email. Technology, wow. I know, right? <laughs> um, this one is from Tina, and, uh, the, you know, this is a, this is a, uh, I've been in the room with you a thousand times when you've gotten this question. How do you find non-performing notes? Well, that's a great question, Vina. That's uh, one of the things you know we're going to talk about when we're there at uh, at the uh, at the RIA, at the meeting. But but really, what it boils down to is um, large hedge funds are, are buying these notes. Um, I don't know if I can mention names on the radio, so I, I probably won't. But private equity firms that that are in that business and they buy them in bulk. And they may buy a thousand at a time. They buy may buy two, three, four, five thousand at a time. But they buy those, and when they buy those notes, they they um, they do their own due diligence before they purchase them. They they look at the value. They order a broker price opinion to see what they're worth, and they look at the paperwork to make sure that it is a good and enforceable first lien. And they make sure the 
The promissory note is the original promissory note that's in the file. So they do all of those things, and once they do those, once they do that, um, they because of kind of what Note School has done, um, we've we've you know we're able to show people how to buy them one at a time. So, like I said, Vina, I don't know if I can say names of hedge funds on here, so I'm not probably say it, but. not. And and Tina, he's not being he's not being withholding. It's just pub, with public radio, we can't really right. like recommend <laughs> for profit organizations that you right. should go to. Uh, but yeah, I'm not withholding. I just don't want to. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get any cause of challenge for anybody uh, there on the station. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. So so, but you can certainly Google. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a, that's that's always the answer. Is is right. go go now now you should know Tina. That many of these hedge funds make you go through some sort of a vetting process? Absolutely. They sure do. You sign a non-disclosure agreement. Because they're giving you people's information. I mean, you see the borrower's name and the address of the property and how long they've been past due. And I'll tell you, Vina, when I first got into the business, the non-performing side, about five, six years ago, um... There were they call them tapes in the industry. They they they're really a spreadsheet, but the industry name is a tape, and it's nothing but a spreadsheet. And it even had the borrower's social security number on them. And I go, oh my God, they weren't redacting any of that, or it was just there. Now they've changed that, obviously, but um, yeah, you've got to be vetted, and obviously you've got to uh, sign a non-disclosure agreement, mm-hmm. and and then they set you up, and they 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 send you these. These spreadsheets of loans, and you know, you learn how to do the due diligence on them, and you're off to the races. And Tina, just let me let me throw in just a piece of advice there, because I know you're googling right now, aren't you, Tina? <laughs> I can yeah. I can feel it. Um, not all of those funds are created equal in terms Absolutely of not. in terms of uh, is what they are reporting completely accurate um, they're not all the same in terms of how much due diligence they do or can give you and just because you're buying from a known quantity does not mean you have to you have got to be able to do your own due diligence it's just like you know people people come to me and they're like I bought this turnkey rental and they said it was going to make me a 12% return, and it's just not. I mean, the expenses are higher than they said, and the rents are not. I'm not going to be able to get the rents they said. And, and, and my response to that is, did you do your due diligence, or did you just read the numbers that the person selling you the property and making a profit from it gave you? <laughs> there is no free lunch, right? I think we all know that. And you know that's you know you know what people ask me, Vina, all the time, and I get that question right. So where do you find the hedge funds? Where do you find the hedge funds? And my response is always the same: the magic is not knowing where to buy them. There's plenty of there's plenty of non-performing notes out there. The magic is in knowing how to do the due diligence, because at the end of the day, you want to know if it's a good deal, a great deal, or a waste of time and money. And that's the magic. That's the magic. It's knowing the the questions to ask, and and you know the, these hedge funds. They're they're you know they're they're the big guys, right? And they're there to sell the assets. They're not there to teach you the business or answer questions. Hold and they're your not going to do it. So yeah. <laughs> you've got to know how to do the due diligence on your own. Yeah, one 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 hundred percent agreed on that. Just I've just seen too many. I've seen too many people who. Tried to dive into this business without even the most basic information about 
how 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 do I know if it's a good deal or not? And and I you know I'd be saying the same thing to somebody who was talking about getting into wholesaling or retailing or anything else. Oh, absolutely. You have got. I mean, at least at least take a one day class, right? I'm not I'm not <laughs> even saying go out and get a college education. At it. I'm just right. saying at least take a one day class for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Um, You're going to pay for your education one way or another, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a lot more expensive to pay for it by 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 buying notes. Um, okay, here's a, here's a question. Here's a question from Anthony in Birmingham. Um, wow. Yeah, I know Anthony. <laughs> Anthony says most most speakers that I hear talk about some way of doing their strategy with no money down. It doesn't sound like this is one of those strategies. Question or is it? Question mark. <laughs> well, you know, again, Vina, I, I'm not going to pick on anybody, but uh, again. If, well, you know what I you know what I'm thinking, right? I mean, you, you always got to have a little bit of money. I mean, the, the true no money down. But anyway, and but there are ways to get it, right? Here, here's here's what the way I'm going to leave this with with with, with um, that question, and it's this, guys. When you're buying the when you're buying the property, and you've got a property that you know has an ARV after repair value of a hundred thousand dollars, and you can buy it for. 70 or 75 and you've got to have that 70 75,000 dollars to acquire it or know somebody that does and then if you got to spend 15 to fix it you got to have it or you got to know somebody that does so at the end of the day when you're when you're buying uh, the note for fifteen or twenty thousand or twenty five thousand dollars the cost to entry is much less is much less and there are people out there private lenders and people like that that understand it they would rather deal with the the paper than deal with the asset so there are, there are private investors out there and, and I guess if you had great credit you could go to the bank and and, and borrow against those so there are certainly ways to to do that and with very little money, but you know, we we think you should have some money, but but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's and there's partners, and you know, I want to... yeah, there's money partners where you know I told somebody that the other day. So how do I do this if I don't have any money? I said, well, do you know somebody that, that maybe does? Maybe they're a member of your local real estate investors association, and if they do, you know, they they want to be passive. You know, they put up the money, they buy the note, you do the work, and you split the profit, mm-hmm. and. Um, that turns out to be a, a win-win for everybody as well. I mean, you, you know, you've, when, when, when you don't have the money, that's when you get real creative and you go out and you find somebody that does. And if, if you're hungry enough, that certainly will, will motivate you to, uh, to do that. But I'd certainly be uh, a little uh, – uh, it'd be easier for me to go out and ask somebody for twenty-five dollars or $30,000 than it would be to ask them for seventy dollars or eighty dollars or $90,000, right? Mm-hmm. So that – that's why, well, I have a passion for the note business, and you know that. I have a broad passion for the real estate business. It's been very good to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, and, and just, just FYI, Anthony, I I did a note deal in my IRA a few years back that was a flip. I mean, literally, I didn't buy the note. I, I, mm-hmm. I literally got an agreement from the seller to sell me the note, and then I flipped it to somebody else and made, I want to say, it was $7,000 on it. Uh, so, like Joe said, anything you can do with real estate. <laughs> well, Vina, we got to end on this. I know you got to end pretty quick here, but I had a student of ours that, that called me yesterday, and he said, "Joe, he said I, 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 I got a note under contract for thirty nine thousand um, dollars. 
I, I priced it out, you know, and I was going to make a 15 or 16 percent rate of return. I found an investor that would take a 10 percent rate of return. He wired the money in to buy the note, but he wired in fifty thousand um, dollars. The note cost eleven or cost thirty nine thousand dollars, and the uh, investor, uh, the note buyer, sent me eleven thousand dollars as mm-hmm. a uh, as a fee on that. So mm-hmm. again. <laughs> It's it's all in who you know, right? Yep, exactly. By the way, he did that in his IRA as well. <laughs> well, yeah, that, had the eleven thousand wired into his IRA, so he didn't pay any taxes on it either. Yep. All right. Well, Joe, that's we are unpacked out of town time. Uh, yep. Really appreciate you sort of you know getting our brains around this yet again, and uh, look forward to seeing you in Cincinnati on Me February too. the second. Hey, it won't be but a couple of weeks. That's right, and Columbus on February the seventh. CincinnatiRia.com or CentralOhioRia.com for more information. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. 